Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. I am back with another episode. It's Saturday, September 19th. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, we, uh, today I really didn't have time or just didn't text any anybody to uh, see if they wanted to join the podcast today. Um, we'll see if maybe tomorrow that might happen or um, if I'm just going to do another one solo. But um, this weekend... Next weekend, actually, uh, I might, I might, I might do it. I, you know, I, I don't think there's no problem doing it after school. Maybe Friday, maybe Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night should be the best times to do like the, the um, with the, you know with, with the special guests on the podcast. Because I mean, we gotta gotta wake up at freaking seven a.m. and sleep at like eleven thirty to wake up to go to school or to wake up. <laughs> Just to go on my computer to go to school and attend, but anyway, um, I think that's how we. That's that's think that's how it's gonna work. But anyway, that does not matter because that's not what for today's video is. Today we're gonna be doing a sports talk, and we're also gonna be doing the top thirty, not top fifty, top thirty Kendrick Lamar songs. I was really stuck doing the the top thirty Kendrick Lamar. I didn't really know what to put in the top, the bottom twenty. So honestly, it's a mix of all the albums together because I really don't know. But the top 30, I did that. Maybe I'll do top 30 for the rest um, instead of doing a top 50 because I think that, you know, what? I'm just going to do a top 30 for, for the rest of them because I think top 50 is a lot and it'll take me a lot more time to kind of put them all together. And that way it gives me a little bit more time to like explain why I would put them in that in that, in that that order. All right, but let's start off with the sports talk real quick. Let's start off with MLS. We had one game yesterday, and it was Seattle versus LAFC, and Seattle won this game three to nothing. And there today there are, I believe like ten matches, eleven matches today, and there's four of them live. Two of them have already finished, but we will talk about that tomorrow because I'll be uploading again tomorrow. Uh, Stanley Cup. I already said the Islanders lost in Game Six. That was on Thursday night. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Eastern Conference title. And they are currently now playing game one of the Stanley Cup final between the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're tied at one game. Um, I'm sorry. They're tied at one goal apiece right now at the end of the first period. Uh, so we'll see. Tampa Bay, um, let's win this shit. Uh, we just got to beat Dallas, and that's it. We can get the Stanley Cup. Uh, they won it in 2004, and they were in it in 2015, but they lost. So they've only won one in their franchise. Let's see if they can get their second. And uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go, Bolts. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Because even though I don't live in Tampa, that's the closest team that's winning in hockey. So where I live. So um, yeah, that from there on, there there is where I go from there. There's some college football today. Uh, we had some matches today. I'm not really talk about every fucking college football game because obviously that that'll take me double. The amount of time I do sports talk, but a few matches we had, um, we had Clemson versus the Sintodel, but of course Clemson destroyed them. We had Notre Dame versus South Florida, South Florida lost 0-52. to We had Troy versus Middle Tennessee, 47-14 Troy won. We had UFC or UCF versus Georgia Tech, UCF winning 49-21. Appalachian State versus Marshall, Marshall won 17-7. The the Hurricanes right now, the Miami Hurricanes are winning right now 14 to 3 against the Louisville Cardinals. This is the first AP tw- top 25 ranked both teams 
in the top 25 that have played this season so far. You Miami won in game in week one against, I believe, shit, I forgot who they played last week, but they won. I remember, I do remember that. And uh, see if they can win against Louisville. They're currently now ranked 17th in the top 25 and only the second week. But um, yeah, that's college football for you so far. And now tomorrow is the NFL football season, week two. And I'll talk about the scores and who I think are going to win those games tomorrow. But let's get into baseball real quick. Yesterday we had the Phillies versus the Blue Jays. The Phillies winning this matchup 7 to nothing. We had the Cardinals versus the Pirates. The first game, the Cardinals winning it 6 to 5. And then the second game, the Cardinals winning it 7 to 2. We had the Blue Jays game 2 of the doubleheader. The Phillies against the Blue Jays. The Phillies won this one 8 to 7. We had the Braves versus the Mets and the Braves won this game 15 to 2. We had the Nationals versus the Marlins and the Nationals won this game 5 to nothing. We had the White Sox versus the Cincinnati Reds and the Reds won this one 7 to 1. We had the Rays versus the Orioles and the Rays won it 2 to 1. We had the Astros versus the Diamondbacks and the Diamondbacks won 6 to 3. We had the Yankees versus the Red Sox and the Yankees won it 6 to 5. The Nationals versus the Mar- Marlins second game of the doubleheader. The Marlins won 14 to 3. Dodgers versus the Rockies. Rockies losing this one 15 to 6. We had the Cubs versus the Twins and the Cubs won this one 1 nothing. Royals versus the Brewers. The Brewers won this game 9-5. The Padres versus the Mariners. Padres winning it 6-1. And the Giants versus the A's. And the A's won it 6-0. And also today they played again. And the A's as well won against the Giants 6-0. And the rest of the games are going on currently live right now. Marlins winning. Phillies winning. Mets. Royals. White Sox. Rays tied with the Orioles 1-1. But I'll talk about that tomorrow because tomorrow is Sunday night baseball as well. The Sunday night baseball matchup tomorrow will be the Twins and the Cubs at 7.08 p.m. to be exact. So let's talk about the postseason standings. Um, the, the Tampa Bay Rays have clinched a uh, wild card berth again. All, all 16 teams are going to make it to the wild card series. So it's not going to be a divisional. Remember, this is going to be like the NBA playoffs. Every team is going to be um, in the first round. There's no bye or anything like the football season or usually how it is in the the baseball postseason. But the Rays, the Chicago White Sox, and the Oakland A's are the three teams so far in the American League that have clinched a postseason berth and home. And one, I believe none of them have home, clinched home field advantage so far in the World Series, in the wild card series, excuse me. But the Dodgers did in the National League because, of course, with the best record, with a 37-15 and 15 record. And the bracket, if the season were to end today, a couple matches stay the same, but a couple matches change. It will be the Dodgers and the Reds, the 1-8 and eight seed, the Marlins versus the Padres, 4-5th and fifth seed, the Cardinals versus the Braves, the 3-6 and the sixth seed, the Phillies and the Cubs, the 7-2nd seed. And then the American League, it would be the Rays versus the Blue Jays, the 1-8th and eighth seed, the Twins versus the Yankees, the fifth and the fourth seed. The Astros versus the A's, the sixth and the third seed. And the Indians versus the White Sox, the seventh and the two seed. The Yankees with the win against the Red Sox today, they clinch a, a postseason berth. And also, I believe the Twins, depending if they win and their opponents in, in the division lose that game as well. There will be more teams in the National League to clinch it. However, the Cubs... 
Um, they're, they're, they're still behind against the Dodgers to take over. Um, I think it's already done. The Dodgers are going to be the best team in the National League because the Dodgers are 37 and 15, while the Cubs are the second seed, but they're 31 and 20. So, and I've, there's only like, what, eight, nine games left for the Cubs. So, not enough time to surpass the Dodgers, but they will clinch a playoff berth pretty much today or tomorrow. Braves, third seed. Padres, fourth seed. Marlins, fifth seed. Cardinals, sixth seed. Phillies, seventh seed. And the Reds now are the eighth seed. They were the Giants yesterday. Now the Reds climb up. So the Reds, the Giants, the Brewers, and the Mets, and the Rockies. Those teams are still climbing. Those teams are still climbing. They still have some time. The Rockies and the Mets, I'm not sure. They're they're really like, uh the Brewers, the Giants, they can just switch back and forth for the National League to get the eighth seed. Hopefully the Phillies don't fall off either. And the Cardinals have actually 48 games so far because, of course, the Cardinals had a stretch where the coronavirus had most of the team um, not play for two weeks almost. So they're the team with the least amount of games played so far, but they're only 48. They need to play 12 games. I believe they have to play like three more days with doubleheaders. So the Cardinals are getting there as well. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully the Cardinals and, and the Phillies keep winning so that way the eighth seed might go to Cincinnati or San Francisco. The Mets, again, I don't really see them going. And in the American League, the, the Rangers, Boston, Red Sox, and the Royals, I'm sorry, but they're done. So are the Tigers. I'm sorry, but they're just, I'm, I, I don't see anything. And then the Angels and the Orioles, I mean, I don't know, man. I just don't really see it. I think the American League is already done. And the Mariners at the ninth seed right now, surpassing the Blue Jays. I think I think all the teams right now from one through eight seed in the American League have already made it. I think the American League has already decided, to be completely honest with y'all. But that's so far. September 19, the uh, postseason standings so far. So let's get straight into the NBA. Yesterday we had game one of the Western Conference Finals. And the... Lakers versus the Nuggets. That was the first game. And the Lakers won this one, 126-114. to A great game for the Lakers. They dominated this game. They really did. LeBron had 15 points, 12 assists, and 6 rebounds. AD had 37 points, 4 assists, 10 rebounds. Contavious um, uh, Caldwell Pope had 18 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist. Danny Green had 8 points with 1 assist and 5 rebounds. Kyle Kuzma had 11 points, 0 assists, and 4 rebounds. Dwight Howard had 13 points. Rondo had 7 points. Caruso had 5 points. Markeith Morris had 9. Jared Smith had a 3-point shot. And um, the Nuggets, uh, Jokic and Murray each had 21 points. Paul Millsap with 5. Jamari Graham with 9 points. Michael Porter Jr. been playing pretty efficiently as well. 14 points. Um, who else? Uh, Troy Daniels, eight points. Bobo with two points. Torrey Craig with six. Mason Pumley with nine. Monte Morris, eight. So, I mean, pretty solid game. The, the the Nuggets were struggling a little bit. I did see them struggle because they were just, their defense was really, their defense was really letting them down. Against the, against the Lakers, their defense was not, 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 not good. Not good at all. So um, the Lakers take a 1-0 lead right now in the Western Conference Finals so far. 
And now today, it should be starting in about 10, 5, 5 to 10 minutes from now, we have Game 3 between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Um, the Miami Heat, of course, have a 2-0 lead in the series. And uh, Gordon, Haywell, Gord, Gordon, Haywell, Gordon Hayward will return for Game 3 against the Miami Heat. So this could be a pretty big... Um, a pretty big moment for the Celtics to try to keep their season alive because, as you know, for teams that are down 3-0, they're not going to win the next four games because, again, this team is just dominant. But, um, obviously, I don't expect the, the, the Celtics to lose this one. I think the Celtics might win this. Momentum is just... I mean, Gordon Hayward is coming back as well, so I feel like it's going to be a, a bigger game. It's still going to be a close game. Miami's going to be competitive as hell. But to be completely honest, I think the Celtics might win this game. Uh, hopefully not, you know. But to be completely fair, I want to say Boston's going to win this. And then Miami might take the next two games, game four and five. And then, you know, it's a wrap. But Or maybe it can be against Milwaukee. We take a 3-0 lead and then they win game four. And then we win game five again. We'll see how game three turns out. Um, I'm super excited for this. Um, let's see how let's see how Miami Heat plays today, because they have been playing fucking fantastic in the bubble. I cannot say that enough, man. And they are only two wins away from the NBA Finals. That's insane. Um, if there's a Game Seven potentially, it would be on Tuesday or next Tuesday, not not this Tuesday. It will be on the 29th. If there is a Game Seven, Game Six will be on next Sunday. Game 5 will be on that Friday, the 25th, and then Game 4 will be on Wednesday. Damn, Wednesday. Wow, so so they play today Saturday. They're not going to play on Sunday, obviously, but then they're not going to play on Monday or Tuesday? Damn, so they're going to have three games. They're going to have three days of rest? Wow, so Game 4 is not even until Wednesday. Usually it's just like one game off. And then that's it. Like, if they played yesterday, then they wouldn't play today. They'll play tomorrow. But, damn, is there is there a game on Monday? Let me see. So, there is a game tomorrow. That's game two against the Nuggets. There is no game on Monday. That's why. Damn it. So, there's no basketball on Monday. The boringest day ever is just going to be boring. Fuck. Just no basketball. Well, I mean, it's one day. <laughs> I, I cannot be mad. I, I literally had to experience months at least four months without any basketball when there should have been basketball but now that there shouldn't be basketball there is but i'm not uh mad anymore about that because at least we have basketball we're getting closer to the nba finals guys honestly something that i was low-key surprised if we did not have this year because i would have been sad if we didn't have an nba finals this year but enough of that bullshit we're gonna get an nba finals this year man and i'm happy um, and we're getting very closer, man. We're getting close to the end. October is the NBA Finals. Um, it might start last week of September, depending on how the, the, the series goes for both in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. But yeah, that is uh, Sports Talk as of for today. Now, let's talk about my top 30 Kendrick Lamar songs right here that I have on my fucking list right here. Anyway, so Kendrick Lamar. Now, I have six artists that I have chosen to, well, do a top 30 list. I've actually done a top 30 list to other artists. Forgot who. But um, 
uh, after I, I did like a couple of those, I started doing like the top 10, the top 5, and then I just kind of got lazier from there. But these are artists that I've listened to their music, listened to all their albums, and I really appreciate them. They're one of my biggest reasons why I listen to rap. Um, Kendrick Lamar is one of the best rappers of this generation, if not the best. Um, his lyrics have such a deep meaning to a lot of things, and... Um, for me, that doesn't listen to rap for like lyrics like Kendrick Lamar. I feel like Kendrick Lamar has so much than just deep lyrics and good storytelling. He also has a good flow when he wants to. When he spits bars, he when he's not really talking about political shit and and, and like stuff that really does matter and injustice and, and you know the whole "To Pimp a Butterfly" album and even the whole persona of when he grew up in, in Compton and obviously in Compton was not a, a place where. Uh, a lot of great shit happened around the neighborhood. Of course, he grew up with narcotics around his house and violence and, and all that shit. And uh, hearing his perspective from me, who obviously have never grew up, you know, being raised around people or with narcotics around, you know, at least that I don't have no, but definitely not around the neighborhood. Like I just get out and I just see people selling cocaine or whatever, you know. So I even I get interested and I cannot relate to that at all because I just don't I've never experienced that. All of his albums have such a a deep um way of his style. Kendrick Lamar is super uh, is one of those artists that can just do an arrangement of making good music that is going to have meaning, so much meaning, but make it so entertaining to listen to. And yes, his voice, I feel like that could be the biggest criticism for him. He does switch up his voice a couple, a lot. So in that case, of course, you know, I, I get it. But honestly, I don't have a problem with it. He switches up his voice many times in To Be Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad City. And damn, he uses a lot of like, he uses a lot of um, reverb. So of course, it makes his like, uh, his voice squeakier or sometimes he makes it develop like a deep ass fucking voice, you know? So, but others, artists, artists, wow, I'm stuttering. Other artists do the same thing. Of course, he just does it in his own way. And so Kendrick Lamar is one of those rappers that I can appreciate. And also all of his albums, I mean, Kendrick Lamar's worst album is probably a lot of rappers' best album. I mean, come on, let's, let's be honest. A lot, his worst album could be Damn or... Untitled on Master or his uh his first album Se uh, Section Eighty. I don't think it was a bad album at all. Overly Dedicated that came out in twenty ten. Those could be albums that are better than a lot of well big artists' first albums or their just in general best albums. So I mean, it surpasses them for for any of those reasons, you know. So that's why. Kendrick Lamar is one of those six starters. I kind of went waiting on to put and make a top 30 list on his own. So let's get straight into it. Y'all know Kendrick Lamar is a huge artist that I listen to a lot. I heard as I'm doing the list, I'm kind of listening to the songs. So, of course, I was just kind of recapping and listening to To Pimp Butterfly a little bit and then listening to Good Kid Mad City. But anyway, let's get into the top 30 of the Kendrick Lamar songs. So... Basically, I didn't know what to really put in consideration with the top 30. I wanted to put his best songs, but I also wanted to mix it with my favorite songs. So obviously, like, 
when I get to like what I think his best song is, I'll mention it. But then what's my favorite song is going to be number one. So my favorite song obviously is going to be number one. Always number one will be my favorite song. But then, of course, in the top five, top three maybe, um, will be what I think his best song is. So if his best song is not number one, it's because I don't think it's the song that I listen to or enjoy the most. But I know it's his probably his best if I don't have a favorite other than that song. You get what I'm saying? Because usually, obviously, there's sometimes songs that are actually his best songs and they're my favorite. But... Well, there's definitely other songs. And these are uh, not underrated songs. These are like his biggest songs, but it's not humble level. Speaking of humble, I have it at number 30. So, yes, I have humble, probably his biggest song at 30. Okay, look, humble's a good track. I like it, but come on. It was overplayed. It was super mainstream. I mean, he was not dumb to, you know. Have that song be such a massive song in 2017 off of Damn. But, you know, I just don't... I Even I listen to Damn, and I think that was one of his... Not worst albums. I think that album is still fucking good. But Humble is just not what was, Like, if someone plays Humble, just like... I mean, I'll listen to it. It's not bad. Obviously, I, I fucked with it, and I still do fuck with it. It's just... Make sure you play another song after, you know, something a lot better. Cause, and, and if you're a Kendrick Lamar fan and this is the first song you put, nah, mainstream ass listener. But it's okay. It's all right. You know, Humble is fine. Because Humble is catchy. It's good beat. Lyrics is pretty good, you know, but but it's not his best song. It's not my favorite song, okay? Um, at number 29, I have Yeah. At number 28, I have... Uh, Rigor Mortis. At number 27, I have Feel. Number 26, I have I Got, I Got, I Got, I Got DNA. Number 25, Lust. Number 24, Duckworth. Number 23, XXX. Number 22, Love. Number 21, Fear. And number 20, Loyalty featuring Rihanna. So from 29 to 20, those are mostly from the album Damn. Um, again, Damn is a good album, but his best songs may not, are not on that album. I feel like some of them, like obviously those are in the top 30, and I have to put maybe a couple of them in the top 20. But honestly, there's only one, I believe, one song from Damn that I put in the top 20. I believe I only put one song or two songs. So, so yeah, those are the rest of, of basically damn, I, I ranked from there. And number 19, I have Backstreet Freestyle, good hook, good beat. Uh, the hook is fucking crazy. So, yeah, for sure. Number 18, uh, Element, this is my favorite song and probably top three best song from damn. Um, good song. The beat's nothing very interesting, but lyrics and his flow and his cadence... All that matched well with how he does on the beat. At number 17, I have Swimming Pools. This is probably like his hit that like blew him up. Like before Humble, which is his biggest song, this was like the song where everybody was putting at the club. Everybody, you know. Obviously, it was in 2012. How old was I in 2012? Like fucking eight, nine, you know? So I don't fucking remember that. But I know this was a big song in 2012. 
I probably heard it in 2012, just obviously did not know it was Kendrick Lamar that I would be listening to years old, that young, but it's a good song. It's a banger. Um, it's not his best song. It's not my favorite song, but it's a banger. And unlike Humble, if you play it, I'm a, I'm a, I know the lyrics, so like, fuck it. We'll, we'll play the shit. We'll just have some fun with it. Number 16, I have Poetic Justice featuring Drake. This is another track that I really like from Good Kid, Mad City. Drake is, I think this is Drake's one of his best features, especially like in the early 2010s when he was doing all those fucking hella features. The first half of the 2010s, this came out in 2012 again. Really love this feature from Drake. Uh, and, uh, you know, I kind of wish Drake and Kendrick Lamar collabed more because I really like this song. Of course, you know, they're not, they're not, um, enemies or anything but they did have a beef at some point but it was it wasn't anything like him and Pusha T beef you know but I know they kind of they're competitors and they're two of the biggest rappers of, of the 2010s of course you know they have there's something going on they're competitive with each other so they don't be collabing that much but then 2012 Drake was obviously a big rapper because he dropped Take Care at that point but he wasn't obviously fucking Drake that he is in 2020 most people Having him as a fucking legend. Not the best rapper of all time. Even I can admit that. But still, a fucking goat. Fucking goat. A hit a hit master. A hit machine. We all know that. But this isn't about Drake. I'll make a top 30 of Drake soon. I'll probably save that one for last or second last. We'll see. Anyway, 15 High Power. This is with J. Cole. This is one of the few tracks that him and J. Cole have collabed. Um, J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar collab album sounds like... Um, me dying and going to heaven, but I don't think it's ever going to happen, honestly, but it's okay because at least we have two tracks and this is one of them and this is definitely the best one from, from I forgot what was the other one that they called it. It was like Fruit Salad. It was about sex. I remember. I do remember what it, the song was about. It was like Fruit Something, um, but this one was good. The, the, the power, high power was produced by J. Cole. B was good, excellent lyrics, good storytelling from both J. Cole and Kendrick. But anyway, let's get to number 14, which is Hood Politics. Very deep song, talks more political about, obviously, the injustices and, and the main theme of To Pimp a Butterfly. Same thing with Mortal Man at number 13, Wesley's Theory at number 12, and The Art of Peer Pressure at number 11. Basically, same reason I have to give those. Now we're in the top 10. The top 10 starts. And number 10, we have King Kunta. Um, this is one of the most enjoyable songs on To Pimba Butterfly. Um, but I, it's not the best one on To Pimba Butterfly. But it's very enjoyable. And number 9, I have You. Very good track. Gives it gets a, It's a vibe track. And then speaking of vibe, 8 is Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. Great hook. I love like the sample in the song, like the "I am a sinner, who's probably gonna sin again." The whole thing. I like that shit. And then I like when the, the voice again. I think maybe people will be like, if the, you don't like Kendrick Lamar's voice, you probably won't like the song because he changes his voice into that into the like high pan. He talks like "I am a sinner, who's probably gonna." He just has that different shit. Not his normal voice, of course, as he's talking about. And number seven, I have I, which is one of the best songs on To Pimp a Butterfly. Probably, maybe the fifth best. Fourth, fourth, no, fourth, third best, somewhere around there. 
At number six, I have How Much Dollar Cost. Lyrics are fucking great there. And speaking of best lyrics, The Black or the Berry, I mean, that is a powerful song. The Black or the Berry, number five. Um, it is a huge song on To Be Butterfly. I think it's one of the best lyrically. The beat, the instrumental, everything was, was good, but the lyrics, man, it, it makes you really think, you know, especially listening to that song while, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, injustice still going on in this country and all around the world, even, you know, because we, we tend to forget maybe it's a thing here, but it, it, it it's everywhere. There's a lot of countries that still go through the same thing. It's just, of course, here in America, the history has been just for too long. It's just been way too long that we've had the problems like that. And in 2015, he just made a song talking about that and in, in, in a way that like, again, Kendrick Lamar can just pull off doing a, an album like that and just making it so like intelligent. The way he puts, he's just a smart fucking rapper. He just knows how to put, like there's some people that are just aren't capable of writing a song like this and Kendrick can do it. Like if I was a rapper, I don't know if I would be able to write a song about this. You know what I'm saying? Even if I could have history about everything that's going on, the way he writes it, it's so like different and unique. It's just like, it's just different. It's completely different. Of course, it took me a couple times to kind of really understand everything he was saying because again, different type of vocabulary that I'm like, holy shit, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Because my vocabulary is not very, very high, let's just say that. But you listen to it, you see the lyrics, and then you break it down, and it's, it's, it's just a good song, man. It's not one of his best songs when it comes to, to the beat or, or just like how the way he goes on the song. But the lyrics, it's definitely probably his second best song with, with lyrics. Number four, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. I would see I would say most people say this is Kendrick Lamar's best song. Um I I might I'll say that. I'll I think this is definitely another song that is definitely a, a top tier Kendrick Lamar song. If you've not heard it, check it out cuz it's actually a really good song. Number 3, All Right. Um this was probably the biggest song on Tim Pepper Butterfly. But I really like it. The message is still strong, even if it's a hit song. And you probably think it's just not one of those songs that are just like the black or the berry as deep personal. But it was a big song of the decade. And especially now listening to either All Right, the black or the berry, how much dollar costs, all of Tapir Butterfly, essentially. Now it gives you a different type of energy and another perspective from a black person, a black man, black rapper who's, you know, gone through pretty much that in his life and still of course many other black lives are going and continuing on with their day but still knowing that there's people that are vicious and people that are fucked to still be racist and to still you know not treat people all equally you know and it, and it sucks but I'm not trying to be political I'm just you know it's Kendrick Lamar it's in Pippa Butterfly that's really the most essential topic of the whole album, so obviously that's why I'm bringing it up a lot, but if you want to listen to Kendrick Lamar for lyrics, that's what I listen to. I listen to Kendrick Lamar for lyrics, bars, melodies, not melodies, I'm sorry, um, a good verse. Instrumental is going to be great, of course, but lyrics is really his top-notch shit. That is his shit right there, because he can do that. And number two, I have Mad City. 
flow is crazy, the beat is crazy, the beat switch is crazy. Oh man, this is this is fucking fire. I love Mad City. I heard it and I turned the fuck up. I'm not gonna lie, I turned the fuck up. I got lit like at midnight when I was doing this whole fucking uh, list. I couldn't control myself, I'm not gonna lie. But if I couldn't control myself in number two, which is Mad City, number one, my favorite Kendrick Lamar song, but I don't think it's his best. I Like I said, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst, and All Right, and Black of the Berry are his three best. I would say Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst would be his best song. But my favorite, and the number one on this list, it would be Money Trees. It goes Holla Berry or Hallelujah. Pick yourself up what you're going to do it. Go listen to Money Trees. All right, if you have not heard Money Trees, go listen to it, man. Go listen to it. The beat's crazy. The way he... I feel like the melody is actually very good as well. Um, he repeats the hook. I say that the hook kind of repeats itself a lot. But I think that just makes it more fun. It is a pretty long song. It's like six minutes. But for it to be six minutes and the, the hook to kind of be so good that it rep it's repetitive. But it's still good enough to listen to it. And then the verse from J-Rock at the end. Fucking good, man. Oh, me and my niggas trying to get it, you bitch. You bitch. Like, it's, it, I, I like the flow. It's not like an insane flow that he's going for. But it's, it's catchy. It's very, like, you can get it quickly. Even the verses and even the way he flows in the song. It just works so well. I love it. Money Trees is one of his best. And also, it's fucking bars he's talking about, dude. He can make a hype song, but he still has bars in those songs. Now, this is one of his best songs, of course, when it comes to the beat and then everything else he has mixed together, and it's my favorite. So, Money Trees is my favorite Kendrick Lamar song. Not his best, but it's definitely my favorite. Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst is his best. The second close uh, tie with second place would be All Right, Mad City, and The Black of the Bear. Because those are the tied for all second. Because honestly, I just can't switch them up. Maybe all right, takes the cake and number two. And then Black of the Berry goes to number three. But Money Trees, undeniably my favorite Kendrick Lamar song. And man, it's not even from Kendrick Lamar's best album. To be Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly. It was from Good Kid, Mad City. And go listen to Kendrick Lamar. If um, you've never heard of Kendrick Lamar and you're looking to listen to a rapper that Talks about bars. God damn it, Dallas. You're really... Fuck. All right. Tampa's down by two goals. Oh, no. One goal um, in the second period. Anyway, why am I getting distracted? Kendrick Lamar is a big artist that I recommend you to listen to. If you've not heard any of Kendrick Lamar's songs, probably probably if you don't listen to hip-hop, you probably know who Kendrick Lamar is. I mean, come on. Let's be honest, man. You probably know who Kendrick Lamar is, especially if you listen to my podcast, especially for hip hop. You should know who Kendrick Lamar is. And Kendrick Lamar is one of those five artists that I really, really enjoy listening to a lot of music. Um, okay, so those are my top 30 Kendrick Lamar songs. I hope you guys uh, agree, of course, disagree, of course, because not, we're not going to have the same favorites or best Kendrick Lamar songs all the same as well. But, um, for sure, oh, shit, oh, oh, damn, okay, there's a hockey fight, of course, there's always a fight in hockey, <laughs> um, 
I'm going to do more of these top 30. I have to do it with Drake, Travis Scott. I'm going to do it with Eminem, and I'm going to do it with Kanye West. I was going to do it with a, a female. Who was I going to do it again? Fuck. Oh, um, there's another one. Uh, pop singer. Uh, Selena Gomez. Right, Selena Gomez. I have not done one. Um, yes, um... I have I'm, I have the bowls to make a top 30 Selena Gomez songs because I really don't give a fuck. Again, I don't give a shit if you criticize me for listening to Selena Gomez. I don't I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. Does that bother you that I listen to her music like quite often? Like not every single day, of course. Like I rotate listening to these artists, but I do listen to these artists a lot. Her music is just a vibe, okay? Her Disney shit, her shit now, her droplets when she didn't drop an album from like 2015 and 2019, they're fire. I'm sorry. I, I'm not even sorry. Why am I being sorry if it's my opinion if I like fucking Selena Gomez? I, I, no, one's, no one's telling me that you can't like her music. I just feel like since this is kind of like a, a more focused hip-hop type of... um. Because obviously you talk so much about hip-hop on the podcast. Most people are probably intrigued by the hip-hop part. But pop, it's a really weird mix. Because pop can be very trash. But it can also be very good. And I really like Selena Gomez because she has that good edge. And I'm making a top 30 because she has so many good songs. I don't really know where to rank them. So I'm going to have to figure that out. Um, of course... I feel like she's just been more consistent dropping a lot of her songs. But I will be working on that. I don't know if that's going to be the next one. But that will be one of those five next that are coming up. I'm doing with Travis Scott, Eminem, Kanye West, and Drake. And then those are coming up. Four rappers and one pop singer coming up on the order for the top 30. If I even do a top 50. But we'll see. Um, but that's it, guys. We did a sports talk. And I did a top 30 Kendrick Lamar songs. And, um, yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'll talk about uh, everything going on in the sports community. Tomorrow's week two of the NFL season. Um, talk about the game, uh, the Eastern Conference game between the Eastern Conference Finals game between the Heat and the Celtics. All that good shit. Uh, hopefully, there's a collab tomorrow because I believe tomorrow's going to be my 100th episode. I believe this is the 98th or the 99th. If it is the A98, then of course next week will be the 100th. And I want to do a collab, but if the collab album, the collab album, the collab episode is tomorrow, we'll see if we can do it. Robinson for three. Bang. Um, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, guys, thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.